Hi there, and welcome to this episode of Nocturnal Transmission with Ryan Kerr. We're headed back to Poland, where we're going to speak with Karolina Avianskiewicz, an abortion activist who works for an organization called Abortions Without Borders, and is known in the community as a member of the Abortion Dream Team because of her tireless efforts to make abortion visible, accessible, and a topic of conversation which is much needed right now, especially as there is a huge far-right push in Poland, and just recently, abortion restrictions were tightened even further. When I wanted to chat with Karolina, I wasn't sure how a topic about abortion access would fit into COVID, but I've been thinking a lot about how COVID has changed our access to all kinds of medical treatments. A lot of people I know have had cancer treatments delayed, surgeries, anything that's considered non-essential. And if we're going to talk about something as stigmatized as abortion, I'm sure there are lots of excuses to stop or limit abortions that are happening during this period. Also, when the government started to create all of these restrictions, there was an uprising in Poland that hadn't been seen before, or not recently anyway. So there's plenty of work to do, but I feel great knowing that someone like Karolina is doing that work and continues to raise awareness of the importance of access to abortion. Have a listen. Bye. Hi, Carolina. <laughs> Hi, Ryan. Nice to see you. <laughs> nice to meet you. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, you are you are very gracious in allowing me to interview you at a time when I would normally be awake. <laughs> because uh, there is a quite a time difference in uh, Warsaw versus Toronto. So thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, mm -hmm. I, uh, I heard about you. Actually, it was recommended um, to speak to you uh, by a mutual artist friend who I've actually never met, but who I bought a piece of art from. And, uh, and she posted on her Facebook wall that I was looking to chat with somebody who might be able to, to comment on all of the uh, amazing activism that's happening in Poland this year and you were you were one of the people that messaged and mm -hmm. so now you're unfortunately a uh, guest on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um yes I'm I'm a lawyer but um I am a weird kind of lawyer that's always been involved in activism, legal change and all this and uh I um am also anti-system so it's like really you know it's it's not that i was born this way though uh, <laughs> it, it is you know it's been 11 years uh in this field of sexual and reproductive health and rights before i was also involved in you know something that we can very broadly uh call uh, injustice mm. uh, so i think that um my career so-called started with knowing that uh the system uh fails us and uh and sometimes just um makes mistakes because i was working with people who were unjustifiably convinced of um very serious crimes mm. uh, that were having unfair trials or were deprived of um different things that um that they had right a right to during criminal proceedings and while in prison so you know my 
understanding of law was from the very beginning like it fails us it's just not that you know we can write some things and they are going to mm. be implemented because there are people who are just um doing this and uh, they are just people but also there are, they are sometimes just not um they they do not care enough right. to to really do it in the best way possible so uh, so I think that uh, it really shaped me in a way, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and I am still in this position that um, that the law is uh, not only here to protect us or guarantee us um, access to 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 our rights or you know to um, to take care of us. In, different means and that the decisions that are made uh, for the law to be shaped in a certain way are uh, something that we should like the processes that is something that we should be aware of uh, maybe not the, the whole thing but at least be aware of the fact that these are political decisions that are made uh, and uh, that it's always going to be uh this this proportion of of power and that mm, the law right. an imbalance protects um the strongest so uh so that's for me like the like the one of the, the main things that i uh function within <laughs> i would say right. but um but also uh the fact that law is not necessarily always in, I would say, relevance, <laughs> accordance with reality. Right. So it's right. always that we, you know, the law is trying to catch up yes. and it's doing it uh, faster or quicker or slower. Uh, and, but it's, it's always a political decision what to put in, in into the law. Right. So uh, I guess that in all of the all of the actually like areas of our lives, um, it's uh, there are gonna be people who are um, neglected, mm-hmm. ignored, or even uh, violated by these laws, right. and uh, because the it's you know it's it's not them who. Uh, who is the the, the, the key uh, element of of this uh, of these uh, decisions? So um, and yes, I would have like I would I would try a lot of things <laughs> on my way, including sitting for hours at the UN, both in New York and Geneva, wow. and trying to fight for some one little sentence to be put in that resolution or another document. Uh, wow. But uh, yeah, as as dull as it can sound, but um, but it all shaped me in a way. So mm-hmm. right now, I'm, I'm just this person who, uh, you know, I've never. I think I've never been this. You know, I've never been worshiping law. Right. I think right. also live in um, in the reality when when law is like a fetish for many. You know, <laughs> like you know, law is something that is you know. It's it's like just not to be, law is not justice, to be questioned. Right? Yeah, yeah. Law uh, is justice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's just not true, and uh, and also, uh, in terms of abortion laws, uh, we can see in 
everywhere, basically, that it does not have that much to do with reality. So you sound like you're one of the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's good. That's just, you know, five, five minutes and you get that. So I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, but I, I consider myself a good one. But it's good. also... Uh, also the way that I, you know, I've walked through my, you know, whole adult life. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the fact that I strongly believe because I also have seen a lot to be sure that, uh, that it is the way it is. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that, you know, law is not only not everything, but it's just, you know, a very little piece and so imperfect in this way that um that it's it's just um yeah it does not um guarantee equality dignity you know um justice or 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 anything and in fact there are uh, many many people that are by definition in a way violated by by the by law the and by right. the regu legal regulations so um, yeah, and of course, uh, I am also an, you know, an LGBT activist. I'm also like queer myself and, uh, and this is, <laughs> this is the part of, uh, the part of, uh, my activism as well. But, um, uh, mostly what I do is, uh, is abortion and access to abortion. And, uh, also I've, I've been through a lot, um, in terms of my activism for abortion, as I said including the UN, mm. but uh, four years ago, I uh, quit working for an NGO that is um, the oldest NGO in Poland and for a long time, the only one that was actually working on abortion issues. Okay. And I was a lawyer there and uh, I was trying to fight the system for those who who were um, in, uh, in, in threat of, of being violated, uh, mostly uh, by denial of abortion services that you know, in theory, should be provided. Um, but four years ago, I started working with the group that is called Abortion Dream Team. And uh, for many, is really unacceptable putting abortion and dream together. Uh, but uh, it, it catchy, started that the four of us uh, that we are Abortion Dream Team, like four friends uh, and colleagues in a way, and also people whose uh, paths um, crossed through activism uh, a long, long time ago. We just got together and we started doing uh, our own thing, which was mostly at the beginning promoting information about abortion with pills, safe abortion at home, with, um, of course, relevant um, medicines um, uh, and uh, how to do it safely and effectively. And then we also started um, working around the language on abortion. Uh, so because um, what's, what has had been missing and still is kind of missing in the Polish pro-choice movement is that uh, it's always about somebody else. It's always we, you know, these prominent feminists or academics here are fighting or talking about these women out there who have abortions, you know, and, right. uh, and it's not like this, you know, many things are not like this. Uh, you know, firstly, it's not only women, uh, then it's like, you know, many other things that are just not right about it. Because when we take into consideration also global research, global studies on abortion experience, uh, it's not that if there are 
you know, a hundred, there is a hundred of us in the room, then it's, you know, us and some other out there, some others who have abortions because it's us who have abortions, one in three or one in four, depending on the region. So it's, it's not that we are talking about some other people who, yes, who are uh, far, far away in another galaxy. These are yes. real people. And these are real people. And what we talk about is that, uh, you know, whether a fetus uh, is a, uh, you know, a human being, a person or whoever, when does the right uh, to life start? When does the life start? Uh, and is it another person? And is my body not my body anymore? Because there is another person in my body. So maybe it's a moral issue. Uh, and is it good or bad to have an abortion? Or maybe, you know, we should have uh, to we should have like less abortions. Or maybe, you know, we should talk about sexuality education in order not to have abortions. And you know, things like this. Mm. And um, and it's it's been always like this that abortion is something like you know like sub, something like like an abstraction like something that mm. you know is is like a phenomenon like an issue like moral issue or legal issue but always like an issue not a real not a real yeah life experience people right and uh, and in addition to that we would as the pro-choice movement be like, no, no, of course, nobody wants an abortion. No, no, of course, it's always a hard decision. No, no, I wouldn't have one, but I support you. No, no, we have you not. Yes. It's not like we, it's pro-choice. We want to have the right, even if we don't ever use that yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like just hypothetically, you know? if this situation were to ever arise, which it probably would not then Yes. And it's like, of course, we want contraception. And of course, you know, not to have abortions, right? Because abortion is just the worst thing that can happen to you. Yes. So, whereas, in fact, for a person who's pregnant, and doesn't want to continue this particular pregnancy, abortion is the best thing that can happen to them. When we talk about it and we say like, oh, no, no, I, of course, oh, my God, God forbid, I don't want to have an abortion. But, oh, my God, I hope that I'm never in this situation because it's like, you know, oh, my God, I don't, I don't want to do it ever. No, but I want to have a right. And things like this, yes. like, what are we saying exactly? We are saying that abortion is something bad, something yes. that we want to avoid, something that we don't want to happen, yeah. happen to us and something that, you know, I feel so sorry, you know, that you have to go through this. Yeah. And a lot of people who are having this experience, like, yeah, my friend was, you know, in a way on my side because she was like, yeah, yeah, well, I support you. It's your decision. But, oh, my God, oh, my God, why did it have to happen to you? Oh, my God, what do I do with you? Oh, my God, I'm so happy that it's not me. You know, oh, my God, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, so that's not support because you're telling me that something, you know. That it's bad. <laughs> in a way, yeah. That it's, and in a way, we're like, okay. So we are talking to these people. Nobody cares. Nobody's listening to us. Nobody does anything about it. But then there is this huge amount of people in Poland. It's almost 6 million people with, who like have this experience. 6 million. And, and that's every, know. every year, 6 million no, a year. 6 million altogether. Yeah. It's it, yeah. So, wow. so it's like, I don't want, they don't want to hear this. Right. Right. They want to hear something totally different. Right. They want us hear. You know what? It's okay. Yeah. Abortion is okay. Yeah. To have an abortion is okay. Yeah. I don't care what your reasons are. You have every right to make that decision. It's just it doesn't matter what whether you you know it doesn't matter what you did not to be pregnant. Right. 
it doesn't matter whether you want children or not. You know, it's like, whatever. I just accept the fact that this was a pregnancy that you did not want or did not, you know, or couldn't. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. And whatever you feel before, during, and after your abortion is fine. So you don't have to regret that, but you can regret that. Like, you know, with every single decision in our lives. Yes. You know, it's always when you choose A or B, you know, sometimes you don't think about the other option, but yeah. sometimes it's like, oh my God, maybe if I took that job 20 years ago, or maybe if yeah. I, you know, had agreed to that date mm, yeah. or something, you know, you know, my life could be different. Or maybe if I had gone to therapy five years before I did, oh, or something, you know, I things hear like that. that. One. so it's like you know but maybe as my therapist said like maybe your therapy would have been totally different yes yeah because you just you know and so it's like with every decision sometimes we have to choose between the two keep a pregnancy or do not keep a pregnancy in the fact that you know i'm I'm also doing abortion embroidery what however strange that sounds I'm very popular on Instagram, to be honest. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to, well, we'll have to link your Instagram then. This is going to be great. Uh, Abortion embroidery. Tell me more. (laughs) Yes. And I also sell a lot of these to the US. Okay. I don't think I ever had a customer in, in, but I In Canada? Well, we'll we'll just see about that. Maybe that'll change. Yeah. So also, you know, like there are some people who are as crazy as it sounds, call me an artist, but um, <laughs> you, can, you can decide on your own. Okay. Uh, anyway, it's like, you know, and I, what I did, um, right, is uh, this Tracy Harris's, um, what she said on abortion bans, if regret was a reason to outlaw something, we would outlaw marriage. Oh. Uh, because you know because everybody's like what if i regret i'm like what if you regret having a child i mean this is one of the biggest taboos to yes. be honest like regretting motherhood yes. so it's like you know if you regret it then you will have to deal with your regret yes but the fear of regret does not mean that you right like, that you have the child right yeah so it's really and you know so we started like with this that normalizing abortion because also like normalizing abortion is the way to destigmatize abortion, yes. which is our biggest goal and uh, and our mission in a way that, you know, first of all, it's a normal thing that it's just a part of our sexual lives. Mm-hmm. And we either, you know, we, we all have to deal with that at some point, even those of us who never had an abortion, uh, because we you know, think about what we would do if we got pregnant, what if we are pregnant and maybe we should just decide something and a few days after that we get our periods and it's okay, you know? So, you know, abortion just, you know, in a way is a part of all this, Mm -hmm. you know, for people who can't get pregnant, it is out there, you know, because it just is. And, uh, and some of us do have that experience. Some of us don't, but we, you know, like people who can get pregnant, like every single person knows how it feels to be scared of getting pregnant or being pregnant. Yes. I would risk a statement that there is not a single person who can get pregnant who does not have that experience. So we have that in common. And some of us have to, you know, make that decision. And some of us make the decision to, to have an abortion. And, you know, there are different reasons and there are different people who do that. And, you know, abortion is in a way like brings us all together because 
it's not a political statement right. or a political right. declaration of views, beliefs, yeah. you know, uh, and all this. So it's not that if I tell you if I had an abortion or not, that you know something about me, who I vote for, whether I go to church and which one or don't, right. whether I have children already or not, yeah. whether I'm whether straight you're in a relationship, whether you're you know, queer. You, yeah. like, you, like, where do I live? Am I educated, not educated? How old I am? You know, you don't know anything about me besides yes. the fact that I had an abortion. Because, you know, everyone from all, you know, like, we just are so different, but we have that thing in common that, you know, people who had abortions. Also, one of the very first pieces I made was that if you have sex and you get pregnant and you don't want to be, you can have an abortion. It's okay. Yes. And I wish someone had told me that when I was 19 years old. My sexual life, because I'm bisexual, so I also have sex with men, and I many, many times. Me too. It's a real so boy, sure a, that I was pregnant, and I was so scared, and I was like, oh my god, like paranoid about it. You know, yeah. taking contraception and still doing, a, you know, pregnancy tests, and in, you know, if because I knew that, you know, because. Of, until some point of my life, I was like, if I get pregnant, that means I have a child with this person or another, you know, not yeah. necessarily being ready for that. And, you know, at some point I realized that it doesn't mean that. But still, I remember how lonely I was when I was looking for information, being totally sure that I was pregnant and I didn't find anything because it was a long time ago and there was not that much comprehensive trustworthy information on abortion yes. pills yeah and i felt so alone because i was not a part of a feminist movement i didn't have any friends i was like if google does not tell me then wh where am i gonna get it me, yeah then who who you know and i so when i started working in this field and you know the most important thing for me was just so that people do not feel so alone in this, you know? Wow. So then when they, they're looking for information, sometimes for the information that I didn't have, uh, because I was just, you know, this lawyer giving legal advice, <laughs> and then people are like, oh, what this bill, what does, what do those bills look like? And how they work? Like, is how long are, is it gonna take for them to come? And are they sending them this, that, you know? And I'm like, I don't know. But then it's like, <laughs> it's like okay, you have to get to know. Yes. Because it's like, you know, these people trust you and they call you and they might not call anybody else, even yes. if you tell them to. Yes. So, you know, and I'm like, so I started learning and learning and learning. And then, uh, and then, uh, it's, it's, it's always been for me, it's always been the most important part, you know, doing this for, for other people. And that's what we do at, at, at abortion dream team also, and uh, abortion without borders. That's a wider initiative, international okay. initiative, okay. uh, that we want every person who needs an abortion to get support okay and uh and you know to be able to do it in a safe effective and most the most comfortable way possible so that people are not alone and our one of the main statements that you are not alone and it's really not abortion like it all it takes is to contact us via this or another channel and once you do that you can be sure that we will not leave you alone wow. as long as we can actually do something for you. Of course, like people started approaching us mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. trusting us because of those messages. You know, yes. there were people who were like, you know, I know that I know that a lot of people, it puts, you know, tears in our eyes mm -hmm. every time when people say like, you know what, 
you are the reason for which I'm not afraid of having sex. Wow. Which is, you know, which is, for me, it's a revolution because, you know, hardly ever we connect abortion with sex. Yeah. That it is about sex and it is about female sexuality. It is about the fact that if we have sex, we have to face the consequences, you know? Yeah. So, for, like, you know, allowing us to have abortions whenever we need them yeah. means that we can have sex without consequences, wow. which is, you know, for many, unbearable. Right. And, you know, it is about the fact that if, you know, there is a consequence of our sex, meaning that we are pregnant, because yes, pregnancy usually is a consequence of having sex, not talking about, you know, uh, assisted reproduction and all this, but, you know, so yeah, it can be an outcome, it can be a consequence of, of, of having sex, but it does not mean that I have to give birth, because, you know, I can deal with that consequence in a responsible way, because it's also about that, you know, you being irresponsible, and you now have to be responsible. And I'm like, yeah, a responsible thing to do is to have an abortion if I don't want to bring a child to this life. And like, why is always having a child the responsible thing to do? It means that if I can have an abortion, if I get pregnant, mm -hmm. it means that I can have sex for pleasure. Yes. No, I can have happy sex because I'm not so stressed out about the fact that maybe I will get pregnant and, you know, and, oh my God, what did you just do? And, oh yes. my, you know, whatever. Because, yes, you know, it's not that, you know, but there are some people who will always choose uh, abortion pills over contraception, mm -hmm. you know, in meaning contraception pills, like hormonal concept contraception, mm -hmm. because it really is safer for your health mm -hmm. to take misoprostol that will get out of your system after a few hours than to constantly, have hormones. Uh, you know, have hormones in your body. So, you know, but it's for me, it's also like, you know, this unbearable thought yes. that maybe yeah. we could finally be free of this, you know, consequences of sex yes. that you know in only we have to take care of because of course you know if uh you know if a man like sees heterosexual guys that like well maybe you know do we have children oh no that i all know of oh no maybe i will because you know there were so many uh, and maybe they didn't tell me so you know it's a funny it's a funny thing to say like oh no yeah you know I, maybe yeah so <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, we've got, I'm so envious had, of that. You know, precautions, they're like, oh my God, really seriously. And I'm like, so yeah, so, so you true. know, men can have sex. Yeah, they can have sex. Consequences, they can, yeah. But people who can get pregnant, they cannot. So it's, you know, so, but. So, so we also connect that and we say like, it's a part of our sexuality. If you have sex, it can end up in pregnancy. And it's not that you have to do everything possible not to get pregnant. And then if you are pregnant, then maybe you can have an abortion. Maybe yeah. you actually deserve it. But if you didn't use contraception, then hmm, maybe it's, it's right. not so great. Right. And if you had more than, I don't know how many, because nobody is to say how many abortions per person are are possible and within which you know time mm -hmm. so it's it's really ridiculous and we are just trying to say that you know it's it's okay 
how yeah. much, what, you know, there are people who are approaching us saying, oh my God, I had an abortion with you a year ago and it's happening again. How stupid and everything. And I'm like, it's gonna, it can happen a few times in your lifetime because that's how it is if yeah. you are sexually active. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's just a normal thing. So you don't have to apologize. You're not stupid. It just happens sometimes. Yeah. You know? and, and we have a so, solution. Yeah, you can have an abortion. You can have it as many times as you need. And, you know, you know how it, how it works. So yeah. it's, you know, but it's still, there is a lot of shame. There is a lot of silence. And there is a lot of, um, a lot of uh, stigmatization around it. Wow. And I think that it's changing, you know? Okay. And I can see the change uh, even within the time that we've been in a picture of the, you know, broad uh, pro-choice movement in Poland because um, four years ago, five, almost five years ago, it all started to change because there was this very uh, big threat of banning an abortion, like really banning it like El Salvador, you know? So like total ban, you cannot have an abortion under any no circumstances. And if you have it, you can go to jail. So if you miscarry, wow. then, you know, they're gonna see whether you not you like whether you didn't you know wow. intend it so so there was this time and you know a lot of people woke up also because of the law and justice party being freshly you know in charge um in the state and people started to be afraid that maybe this law would pass hmm. and this and was about this up, was four years know? ago five years ago it was 2016, 2016 almost five years ago okay. it was in um, in, in march okay. and uh, and this whole movement like you know we're like oh no 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 we have to protect our law and our law is nothing good <laughs> nothing to be protected because actually we do have a ban on abortion meaning that yeah you can have an abortion whenever you can but only in three percent of cases you can have it in a polish hospital and uh, because if there is a malformation of a fetus if a if a pregnancy poses a threat to the health or life of a pregnant person and when there the, when a pregnancy is a result of a criminal act which okay. you know according to global studies and global research on abortion is around three percent of cases in which people have abortions the rest wow. is abortions for many many reasons but not these so right. A lot of people call it abortion on demand, but it's like abortion without any specific reason, you know. That, yeah, of those uh, so three. There are yeah. like social economic grounds, like personal grounds, you know, like mm -hmm. different laws, like regulate in, it in a different way. So, but we, we cannot, have, like we can have an abortion because we, we are free to have it, but we don't have a right to it. So we have to deal with that on our own. Okay. We can okay. go abroad, we can buy pills, uh you know from organizing like through the organizations that are operating abroad as well okay. so we cooperate with women help women okay uh, an organization that is an international organization that helps with access to pills around the world okay so okay. they uh they they help people from all over the world to get pills to their home 
by uh, just um, uh, by uh, donating some money to this organization so that they can work. So it's uh, it's like this, but you know it's totally legal to get those pills to take them at home. So a person, pregnant person, never is criminally charged for uh, for uh, their own abortions, but also uh, it is in a way in a gray zone in this. You know, like you have to take you have to take care of that yourself. yourself. And, you know, and yes. also when you take into consideration the whole stigmatization, the fact that abortion is in uh, in, um, uh, in like in the criminal law by because you know those who help you or those who perform an abortion, like uh-huh. doctors in the underground um, market, then uh, these are responsible for for uh, for, uh, for for crime. Yeah, so this this whole atmosphere of you know being a criminal, doing something that is you know in this dark zone, um. So uh, so when you t- take this all into consideration, is that you know not a lot of people, you know, like tell about this. Yes. And uh, and talk about this experience, and uh, but also, you know, people were like, um, okay, but we cannot forbid, you know, like take this all these extreme situations, like we cannot ban an abortion when a 13 year old girl is raped by her uncle and you know how is she to give birth or something and yes of course there is you know but also you know not allowing for an abortion of person who had consensual sex with a partner or even a you know stranger in a club uh you know it's it's also cruel to tell her you know you have to give birth you know so it's not that but but because of this fact that these extreme situations are legalized, you know, and you, you know, it's possible in theory to have those abortions in Polish hospitals, you know, a lot of people think that, okay, these are good abortions for a, you know, this right. justified reasons. And those, you know, the other ones yeah. is like, it's really, it, you don't have a reason seriously, like you don't yes. deserve one, right? Yes. So a lot of and. And many people do not really care about all these because they usually don't hear about that, right? So it's like, yeah, so we have to, like, and our law is just so good. It's a compromise. It's like, you know, bringing together all the options and it's like in the middle and we have to protect that. So that's how it really started. And then people try to like, think further and it's like, okay, I don't agree that the state interferes with my right to have an abortion when I was raped. Okay. And uh, so how about the threat to my life or health? No, I don't want any interference with that either. Okay. How about if a fetus is seriously malformed? Okay. I don't want it. No. And then at some point people like, okay, is there any situation in which I do agree to that interference by the state? And they like, hmm, no, <laughs> I want abortion on demand. Yes, whenever because I want it. It is like, you know, so they, tra- like, you know, so we saw that. But, you know, it was really taking a lot of time. I remember when we started and there was one, like, pop star, like a singer, who was, who said that she had an abortion. And for the first time in Polish media, it was a normal abortion. You know, it was not that, oh, my God, I almost died. But she was like. Yeah, I have this career, I have two children, I have this flat, 60 meters, square meters, and I don't want to change it, it's good, I like it. My husband is working there, like, with also in the music industry, and we just, you know, basically she said, yeah, we're we're good, good. as we are. We don't want it to change. Yeah. 
and all these groups, you know, all this freshly grown pro-choice movement was like, what? 60 meters is not enough for the third child? Is she crazy? She is ruining this all. We have been here, you know, fighting for all this for six months and she came and said that she cannot fit three children in a 60 meter square meter apartment, you know? So at some point it was so ridiculous that I'm like, is that a conversation of like how many children per square meter or what? You know? <laughs> like a fish because, tank. Yeah, like it was like, I have 42 and I have three children. And I'm like, you can have a hundred if you want and I can have a hundred square meters and yeah. no children at all. Yeah. You know, it's not really about the fact like how many children fit in what, you know? So it was just so frustrating. Yes. And um, so we like, were like, oh no. It's, it's just impossible. It just, you know, you cannot do it. And, and you know, and, uh, and she was like, it, it was really, really difficult. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the, the amount of hatred that she got was just really, really sad. But it's very and, brave uh, of her to, to yeah. go public with that information, right? I yeah. Mean, yeah, and it was like, you know, for us, it was like we cried when we were like, oh my God, finally. And we are still here in this world to experience that. Yes. But we knew that it was that, you know, uh, the society is not ready. Yes. But as Natalia said, uh, one of, of us, at some point, like, we like saying that, okay, but the society is not an avocado. It's not that it will get ready at some point, you know? You have to make it ready. So <laughs> it's not that you wait and uh and then it's right you know yeah, no, no. <laughs> you have to take the effort you know of course with avocado of course you also can put it next to an apple and it will get ready sooner <laughs> i don't know if you knew that i but i, I was i i have it next to an apple right now yeah. <laughs> hoping, uh, hoping. And, yeah and also avocado is just really not good i mean like <laughs> understanding how it's um produced how, and everything and yeah. how people are exploited in in latin america especially but yeah but it is this example that yes it we very, have to very, we have for to make me, the it's change very, yeah it's like it won't just get ready yes just do something so we decided that we have to be the ones who are gonna do something yes so uh, we were really inspired by this group called shout your abortion from the uh, from the states and we testify also from the us uh, where you know like people like they started this different narrative like putting experience in the center of their narrative of saying that okay this is the time to give uh, give a space for people with abortion experience to talk about this experience and all and uh, and they say abortion is normal shout your abortion so for, for us it was really Mm. hard to translate into Polish in a good way. So we came up with the, with the statement that is actually like abortion is okay. Yes. And, uh, and we were asked to, you know, then they, they told us that we were, were going to be on the cover of that magazine and that, uh, that we have to have that abortion is okay somewhere on this cover. So we prepared t-shirts, Logo. Okay, it looked like this. So it's actually this graphic design of Shout Your Abortion. Yes. They have abortion is normal and they, we asked them to do that and they said yes. They love us. They they give us everything. I love you and, too. This is great. <laughs> so <laughs> they like, uh, so we put those t shirts on. There were three of us, big background. Yes. Three, we identify as women. Three, real, like, 
let's say, relatively young <laughs> women with abortion is okay t-shirts and would say like abortion is uh, abortion dream team you are not alone you know what uh, we were accused of destroying 20 years of feminism in poland oh because you know legalization was just around the corner and then we came and just you know spoiled everything just uh -huh. um, because of course it was never close yes then at some point by one of the journalists we were actually accused of destroying 30 years of democracy in poland oh so, you, wow you also destroyed the, that's... I was, you know more powerful than i thought i was so you know and there were like people were like oh my god like, this is too much this is too much and we're like okay and then there's this one professor one professor who is has been studying social movements forever now and she's like okay also she was telling that to this pro-choice i don't know how to say that you know mothers founders of the movement who yeah. were outraged by the fact that and she said you know what in order to reach a progress in each social movement there has to be a group that is not afraid to say more, to do more, and to be just, you know, ahead of everyone else. Amazing. And they are this group. Deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> and it also, you know, it also gave us a lot of strength. She basically said, you are needed. Hmm. People are not going to like you. Not for some time, at least. Yes. But they will, they will get there. But, you know, so we, in a way, knew that we won't be like, oh, oh, great, great, you know? There were people, of course, who would say like, oh, this is awesome, you know? There were people who were like, I don't like it. There's something wrong with that cover. And then, okay, is this something wrong with my cover? Or maybe there is something wrong with me, you know? And they like, hmm, let me think about it. Mm -hmm. And three weeks after that, they would say like, you know, I didn't like it at the beginning, but I realized wow. that this is the way to go. So, you know? But still, there are people who, you know, there are sometimes even still discussions about the cover, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, for us, it's funny, but we know that we knew in that, you know, three years ago, it's like, okay, let's wait. In some time, in a year, maybe in two, people are going to say abortion is okay. They will keep saying that. And they do say that. So it's, you know, a huge difference uh, in also the language of the protests, mm. of the public debate also on the internet. Mm -hmm. There's so many people who are like, yes, this is the way to go. We have to free ourselves from this cage of being so defensive, so, you know, ashamed. So like, oh my God, we have to be nice. We have to this, we have to, you know, like nobody will tell us what to do because it's always like you no know, the people who don't want to hear what we say are always gonna you know there's gonna be censorship all the yes. time yeah you are, this, be you are too much you are too less you yeah. are this you are that yeah. you are your voice is not uh, all right you know your piercing is not okay oh my god she has tattoos all over yeah those lesbians you know and all this like they're always gonna be like this yes so it's like let's just you know let's just do our work and uh, and when we talk about these protests from you know that happened that started after the court's decision we had recently 
uh, on the 22nd of October, we had this uh, tribunal, like we have this constitutional court that is working in a very um, questionable way. Uh, I yeah, I was going to say unconstitutional yeah. way. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> made a decision. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, many people just don't really take it as a, as part of the jurisdiction whatsoever. But there was this decision that abortion on the fetal malformation ground is not in accordance with Polish constitution, that it is in breach of Article 38, which is the right to life. And it's, of course, bullshit from the legal point of view, constitutional point of view, practical, no, like from every single point of view you can think of. But yes, they did make such a decision. It still has not been published in the Journal of Law, which, um, which you know, is is a step that has to be taken in order for this decision, for the judgment be, of the constitutional court to be uh, to be uh, like a part of the law. But of course, there are consequences of this law, and uh, people who uh, you know in the past could have an abortion in Polish hospital on the fetal malformation ground are now joining you know, all these who are left alone and who have to take care of that. And of course, luckily there is abortion without borders that is helping in going abroad, even like paying for for abortions abroad. And, and we are not leaving anyone behind, but the amount of work that especially uh, abortion without borders had to do after this judgment is just really, uh, it, it's just, to, it's just difficult to explain, but one of the one of the comparisons I used to maybe pictureize it is that in September, so you know this month, the whole month before the uh, the, the decision, there were three hundred calls a day. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, like, no, no, sorry, three hundred for the whole month. Okay, uh, for the month September. of September, yes. And yeah. after the judgment, mm -hmm. three hundred a day. Okay, that's a huge. So that was, you know, and uh, it's not that more people need abortions. It's that, uh, you know, they were scared. But also, what is for me one of the biggest results of the protests is that abortion without borders number is practically everywhere. You know, I walk into in my neighborhood. I live in Warsaw, but also people from other cities. But I walk you know, to my neighborhood, and I don't live in the, like downtown Warsaw, but you know, I see it everywhere. Yeah. This number is on churches, on um, on pavements, on buildings, on people's windows, on everywhere on social media. So, yes. you know, and this is our dream coming true because for us, the most important thing is that people know that they can approach to us. Yes. I remember when we launched Abortion Without Borders in December 2019, one of the very first calls was from a person who said, oh my God, I'm so happy that you exist because three weeks ago, I had an abortion and I was so alone. And I'm like, what? We were here. Yeah. We've been here for three years. And I was like, oh my God, she just didn't know. And of yeah. course, you know, in order not to burn out, uh, which, you know, um, we are constantly on the edge of, uh, <laughs> I have to accept the fact that not every person who might need us knows about us. Yes. And it's going to be like this forever. Yes. But, you know, we we have experienced a huge rise, I would say. You know, it's like 
a lot more people know about us and uh, for me it's it's amazing we also organized on the occasion of these protests two uh public coming outs when people were actually invited by us to come forward and to say like you know i had an abortion it was wow. amazing wow it was one person who would come and say you know what i had an abortion until now only my boyfriend and i knew about that now you all know and we're like you know amazing and and it was it was really 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 uh touching that and uh and you know we had this during lockdown in spring, we also managed to have this, you know, abortion manifesto, which was like a letter, like a, like a coming, like we had abortions that 60 people signed and they were, you know, on this call, actually with my embroidery piece in the, in the middle, but they were like, there were pictures that people sent to us that they wanted to be on that, you know, so and we even had during the springtime, uh, now, now in the autumn, we had this, um, you know, like coming out on the cover of the magazine as well. So they were like nine people saying we had abortions and telling their stories inside. So it is changing. Wow. It is changing. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people are saying this and you can like smell the revolution mm. in Poland. I have no idea how it's going to end, when it's going to end. And I do not really believe that the law will change in a significant way meaning like you know going forward uh but you know i think that we're not going back and that there are more and more people understanding that that not only our law is not good and that is not enough that the minimum that we are demanding is abortion on demand at least until 12 weeks that this is the minimum this is not a radical thing to demand and uh, that this is you know a minimum and it's not it, it's still gonna leave some people behind and i always say that all abortions law uh, abortion laws are anti-abortion because they you know are not aimed at guaranteeing access to abortion they come from this point of view that abortion is something bad yes and abortion laws are the only are the abortion specific laws are the only like you know this is the only simple medical procedure that has its own laws Yes. And, you know, people yeah. got used to this, yeah. but this is ridiculous. Yeah. And, uh, and I always say that, I, you know, what I want is like abortion laws free world. I want Canada in this understanding that there is no abortion specific law. I know that there are certain challenges with access and everything, but there is this understanding and I know it happened by accident. Actually, uh, the, the, um, one of the books on that is on my way here. Oh. <laughs> on, on, the, on, its, on, on its way here. Yeah, I, I ordered that. And um, how it, uh, yeah, because I'm very much interested in that. And uh, and yes, you know, it, it happened, like, for me, it happened, like, the best way possible. It's, you know, for a few years, we didn't have any law. Maybe we just don't need it. And uh, it, it's, you know, and it's exactly how it is. Like, you deal with that with different also legal instruments, but we don't need abortion specific laws. They come from stigma and they reproduce stigma. They come from understanding of abortion as something bad that has to be uh, limited. And they reproduce thinking of it because they are very often supplemented by criminal provisions. So, you know, it's a vicious circle. And and it's, uh, it's for me, you know, my dream is just get rid of all these. Yes. I don't think 
I'm gonna experience that ever. So also as my burnout prevention, I accept the fact that maybe I will not see all the change I'm fighting for, but um, but at some point it will happen. What are you going to do this year? We're in 2021, we're in a pandemic. You know, um, how, are, how are you going to move forward and, uh, and stay grounded in your work? Yeah, so, um... We have many plans, but uh, what we like, yeah, it's a, it's four of us, uh, the abortion dream team. But it's not that we are the only friends in abortion. I would say uh, and we have a, like there is a huge network of people who uh, who want to do this and who are doing this. Mm -hmm. So in two thousand twenty, we even managed to have a summer camp uh, for for them, and it's it was around 50 of us who uh, who have uh, this experience or would like to, to do this work. So uh, so there are a lot of people that want to learn from us, want to learn from one another and want to keep doing this. But also uh, there are people who trusted us uh, in an enormous way. Yes. They gave us a lot of money through the crowdfunding campaign that secures our work for several years. So uh, we're gonna be there with uh, campaigns, uh, information, um, with uh, you know trainings and building this network, um, you know, with uh, also supervision and you know taking care of our selves uh, in that work. And we're just gonna be there as long as we are needed, and we know that we are going to be needed always because abortions are going to happen. Um, and it's, you know, and together with that, you know, along with, with that, uh, there are people who are engaged in, in fighting for legal change. And uh, hopefully, you know, when we just take care of different pieces of that cake, uh, it will it will be baked <laughs> in several years and uh, all nicely and uh, and I, I really do believe uh, but uh, in that but uh, I think that uh, the key uh, thing is to uh, to build that solidarity in Poland and also in Europe because still uh, we have to count on uh, other countries and groups uh, feminist groups in other countries that are helping and have been helping people uh, uh who would come to their countries for abortions and without them it wouldn't be possible without abortion network amsterdam uh, from from the netherlands or chacha basha and basha and barbara from from berlin or abortion support network which is a huge uh, charity from the uk that actually pays for people's abortions so i think that uh that this 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 will be growing because there are a lot of groups that are you know just coming up in in different uh places looking for opportunities in their countries to to be um able to 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 welcome people from poland who who want to have abortions and i think it's um, unstoppable so yes. i think that it can only get better and um and the solidarity is just very very moving wow uh well Thank you so much for taking this time for the interview. Um, thank you for uh, standing up and uh, and identifying yourself, you know, in the way that you did on the cover of the magazine, um, you know, and and becoming this lightning rod for for change and for good in Poland and maybe around uh, the whole uh, EU. I mean, yeah. 
maybe 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 the us and canada can learn from you too we'll be in touch <laughs> about that um, yeah it's I, like we always say that we are closer to uh, to latin americans uh, in terms of uh, these um uh the abortion movement because that's you know we are very much alike so i think that we can also learn a lot from people from argentina or mexico and uh, our spirits are connected in a way so well, yeah thank you so much thank and you. thank uh, you very much for the invitation and yeah and see you around yes and and um i'm gonna share your links to the um to your art and uh and all the other links that uh that we can to promote your work so thank you so much thank you bye, bye ryan Thanks so much for listening today. Nocturnal Transmission continues to evolve. We're on episode nine of who knows how many. Please reach out to me at Instagram, Ryan Seeker, R-Y-A-N-S-E-E-K-E-R, and say hi if you have ideas or comments that you'd like to share about this podcast. Until next time.